Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of Loose Lugs, presented by Double L Sports Network. I, again, am Lauren Leach, your host, and Mark Allen, our co-host, is uh, back with us for another episode. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Hi, buddy. How are you? Six doing weeks well. already, huh? Six times. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Time's flying. Yeah, it, it truly is, and... Uh, well, it's kind of a, a weird situation that we have going on in the world right now, but uh, we're going to power through it and do the best we can here, and we're still going to cover the sports and, and the racing world that we love. So uh, let's get into it here. Uh, we're going to start with the Xfinity Series at uh, Phoenix here. Uh, the pole goes to Kyle Busch. Um, then the race goes green and stage one, um, the notes I have here, Mark, Austin Sidrick takes the lead early from the outside lane. Kyle took the inside there. There was some tight racing between Brad Kozlowski, Harrison Burton, and Justin Allgaier. And really that was a theme that we saw all race was very tight racing. Yes. Uh, you know, um, just to, to, to go back, uh, to start practice, they told Noah Gregson that he needed to go to the principal's office before practice, and they wanted to talk to him about uh, the way he's been driving his vehicle. Um, I found it interesting that him and uh, and Myro Snyder were teammates back at K KBM back in 2017. Um, so I understand that Myro Snyder wants to take <clears throat> he wants to take the high road, uh, but if it ends up coming uh, more. That's uh, um, that's up to up to him, but yeah, the racing started out really good. It was uh, Kyle found out real quick that he took the the wrong uh, wrong role to start the race, you know. So Cedric led the first nine laps before Kyle finally uh, overtook him. Yep. So Kyle takes the lead around lap ten, and then uh, there was a good battle for fifth between Justin Allgaier and Brad Kozlowski again. Uh, those two were around each other early on quite a bit. Uh, and then here comes Ross Chastain. Chastain got behind Austin Sindrick. Sindrick got loose, and Chastain went to second with 15 laps to go. Sindrick was not happy with the move. It was hard to tell from the angle from the camera on the TV if – Chastain actually got into him, but then during the stage break, Chastain did said he didn't mean to get into him, so he must have got into him a little bit. So Cindric wasn't uh, too happy about that. Yeah, I see that on my notes that Cindric wasn't happy. And uh, hey, how about that little spoiler on the back? Boy, that changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, the uh, the new patch package full uh, full in effect there at Phoenix uh, definitely brought some better racing than last year. So that was that was positive, and uh, with it being the championship race this year, I think people were really paying attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely changes the uh, the whole uh, setup on the vehicle. You know, they took the front down for us off the front end, and then they took the spoiler on the back end to uh, even it out. And it's a it's a learning curve for everybody, and they'll they'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a more back into the driver's hands than what it used to be. Yep, so then uh, we get the first caution after Chastain gets by us and Cindric Ray Black Jr. goes around. Um, Brad Kozlowski pits from fifth place, uh, but the leaders, the rest of the leaders stayed out. Um, 
Kyle Busch had a great restart coming back to green. Justin Allgaier went to second, and Noah Gregson had to save it, and then uh, Chase Briscoe was fourth there. Uh, what a save by Noah Gregson there early. Yep, yep, I saw that. That was a good save. Um, so then Justin Elgeyer takes the lead. Ross Chastain moved up to second, and Chase Briscoe was third with six to go. Kyle actually uh, was running there, and he got too high. He got he kind of jumped the cushion, as they were saying, as a dirt term, with that PJ1 that was down. If you got too high, your car just did not turn, and it just kept going, and it looked like uh, that's what happened to Kyle, so he lost some positions there. The stage ended up going to Justin Elgeyer. Ross Chastain was second. Chase Briscoe, third, Kyle Busch came back with fourth, and Austin Sindrick was the top five at, after stage one. Brad Keselowski made it up to eighth after pitting under that caution. You know, uh, all weekend long, it was so hard to pass off the inside uh, on the uh, low lane. Um, everybody struggled with on the low lane all weekend long. Yeah, I did uh, did notice that, too, as, as it happened early, and as the race went along, uh, that same trend was going on. Um, so then, yeah, especially two, yeah, one and two was really especially hard for anybody to pass on the low end. Yep, yep. Even with using the the apron there, just like the momentum on the high side just kept you going, and and it was hard to pass there on the bottom, as you mentioned. Um, so then uh, the leaders pit all but uh, Brad Keselowski, pretty much. Uh, Justin Elgeyer came off a of pit road first. Uh, Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe, Noah Gregson, and Harrison Burton finished off the top five off of pit road. Uh, Kyle Busch didn't have the best of st stops. He came off sixth, and then Austin Sindrick was seventh. Um, as I previously mentioned, Brad Case stayed out. He uh, and Brandon Brown did as well. Um, interesting restart there. Uh, Brad went too high and had contact contact with Ross Chastain and Brandon Brown. Al Geyer ended up going to the lead, but there again, as I mentioned earlier, the theme, especially in restarts, was it was crowded. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was um, downright crazy. It was amazing how much the cars were loose when they come off of four. Nope, take that back. That used to be for turn two. They'd come off of two and come off of that PJ1, and uh, they were just downright loose. The, the rear bumpers were just missing the back bumper, especially uh, um, Gregson and uh, Kyle Busch. Yep, so then uh, as the stage went on, there was some engine trouble for Jeremy Clements on lap 59. There was actually no caution for that. Um, Justin Elgeyer and Ross Chastain had a terrific battle for the lead. Kyle Busch ended up getting right to their back bumper as well, and then he got by Ross. Uh, on lap 65, which was with 25 to go in the stage. Um, and then something interesting that I didn't know if we would hear this time around or not, but uh, there was some shifting going on from Chase Briscoe, especially in three and four. Um, you could really hear it. He actually did it later on in one and two, and we'll get to that. But uh, what did you think about shifting? Did you think we would see it this weekend? I don't think anybody knew about it until the television uh, said something about it. And then I think the word got down that actually guys were trying it. But, uh, yeah, I don't think nobody knew that that uh, was a possibility until they uh, put it on the broadcast. Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't know what the new package, especially what you would see, but he was trying it. Seemed to be okay, especially through three and four. Looked like it was working to, for him to keep up that momentum there. Um, 
Kyle Busch and, and Justin Allgaier had a great battle for the lead. Kyle eventually takes it out. There was great racing throughout the field in stage two, really all race long. Um, Ross Chastain and his team saw smoke coming off of the car and in the cockpit. They uh, diagnosed it as the power steering. That was uh, inside of 10 to go in the stage, so they found out the power steering was going away. And then uh, Kobe Howard hits the wall, and there was a caution with six to go. And that happened right in front of Ross Chastain. Hits the wall. He clobbered the wall. And then he was kind of dead in the water when he was coming down the front stretch. And it's just amazing that he didn't get run over. And I kind of looked up to see if the caution was out already because everybody was still kind of on the hammer. And uh, the caution was out, but it was amazing he didn't get run over there in the middle of the track. Yeah, a couple of cars barely avoided that. Uh, lucky to be a one-car incident there. Uh, pit stops came then after that caution, and the uh, nine of Noah Gregson, Justin Elgire, Chase Briscoe, Kyle Busch, and Brandon Jones uh, were the first ones off. They went back to green with two to go on the stage. Lots of cars stayed out. And Gregson was able to come through the field and barely win stage two on a last lap pass over Ross Chastain. Uh, so Noah Gregson took that one. Ross Chastain was second. Chase Briscoe ends up third. Kyle Busch fourth. And Justin Allgaier rounds out the top five for stage two. Yeah, well, Gregson had four tires on Chastain's uh, two. So so the new, new, newer tires right there is what got Gregson uh, got, that, uh, got that stage win. Yep. Uh, Ross Chastain ended up going one lap down for that power steering issue. They stay in pit lane, try to get that diagnosed and fixed and did an okay job at doing that. Uh, there was split strategy to start stage three with the pits uh, opening on that caution late in stage two. Uh, Noah Gregson, Chase Briscoe, Kyle Busch, Justin Allgaier, and the 19 of Brandon Jones led the field to green. Gregson was able to take the lead after a three-wide battle with Kyle Busch and Chase Briscoe. Um, what a battle that was to start stage three. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, um, all around. That was good racing, um, especially on restarts. And then uh, one thing I have here, Mark, was I loved some of the camera angles during that crank it up. It looked like they were shifting and moving the camera along on the cars as they were going along, even on that front bumper. And there was some mention of it happening during practice, and people weren't a fan of it. But I loved it when they were doing it during that cranking open while they were racing. Sometimes they turn that to the left when they're coming off the corner, and you swear the guy's going to spin out, you know. But it's just kind of like, hey, hey, hold it, you know. And then they kind of put the camera back. But if the camera was in a fixed motion, you'd swear the guy is going to turn around and take the inside wall down. Yeah, and sometimes they would turn it back to the right as they're coming off, especially turn two there. And it looked like he was. Uh, some of those guys were going to smack the wall, and they got close to it, but didn't uh, didn't hit it. But some great camera angles there. That was one thing that uh, I loved seeing. Um, Justin Allgaier was able to take the lead with 84 to go. Some garbage ended up on Noah Gregson's grill, so that uh, that uh, affected him a little bit. Uh, Kyle wasn't happy. He may have brushed the wall off of four with 76 to go. He wasn't happy with the way his car was handling as stage three went on. Uh, his teammate, Riley Herbst, was loose, and he hit the wall. And uh, also, Daniel Hemrick did too. Yep, yep, they both went into the one, to, uh, in turn one and two. Yep, both of them went into the wall. 
And then speaking of shifting, Chase Briscoe was shifting in one and two as the race went on. He was able to use that to his advantage and get by Kyle Busch. And then a caution comes out with 72 to go. Um, Joe Nemechek had some brake issues there, and the caution comes out for him. The, uh, the top two cars stayed out. Uh, the rest pit, so Noah Gregson, Brandon Jones, Harrison Burton, Kyle Busch, and the 12 of Brad Kozlowski were the top five off of pit road. Uh, Justin Elgeyer, Chase Briscoe, and then the top three that pit led the field to green coming back. Justin Elgeyer went to the lead. Brandon Jones ended up taking second. He got by Chase Briscoe. Um, caution with 64 to go when uh, Brandon Brown and Bassett get together. Uh, they actually made contact and, and both saved it, but they had some damage. And that allowed Ross Chastain to get the lucky dog. But that incident between Brown and Bassett led to something at the end of the race. Yeah, um, that was kind of a racing incident with 68 to go there. And then after after the race, you know, um, Brandon Brown didn't even get a chance to even uh, stop the vehicle. And Dylan Bassett and his brother were waiting for him. And there was no explanation, no talking. We're just going to throw some fists right away and see if we can get our sponsor on, on TV for an 18th place finish. Um, if that was me, if I was Brandon Brown, I would definitely come back next week and say, well, if you got a problem, I'm going to make sure you got a problem. And you can, bring your, you can bring your brother and your father and your whole family and bring them all down and we're going to have, have at it again. <laughs> um, I, just, I just absolutely thought that was really petty. Um, you, you know, all right. He, he drove in hard, Brandon Brown, you know, he'd say, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, but we don't know if something happened that happened that, that brought that on, but I just can't believe that he did stop the car and the guy's already swinging at you. I mean, uh, I understand that you can actually talk about it first instead of doing that. I just thought that was really petty. There was some uh, comments on social media from one of Brandon Brown's team members or maybe even car owner that said uh, he actually loves Ronnie and Dylan Bassett and that whole team. And, you know, things happen on the racetrack where things get heated and it actually sounded like they were quite cordial after everything happened. We'll see what happens, I guess. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of comments uh, about that. I don't like when the guy barely has a chance to – you know, park the car, but you know what? Things are happening fast, and sometimes your anger gets the best of you. That's partly why we love this sport, especially because there's so much passion in it. And we'll see what happens from it. But I didn't particularly love it, but it also was something that uh, had NASCAR in the news as well. So um, hard to hate all of it, but uh, not necessarily a great thing either. Well, the media just eats, they just love. You know, and Kozlowski said later, hey, that's if you're involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there were some comments from Clint Boyer and Joey Logano, too. And Clint, Clint's excellent. All the drivers are excellent there. But Clint Boyer, he just says what he thinks right off there in the media and when he's doing the telecast. And he was like, hey, we've never been there before, huh, Joey? So uh, they were cracking jokes about it. So uh, that was all in good fun. Uh, it was great to see that those guys were having a great time up in the broadcast booth. Um, but back to the racing. Yeah, they, they were good. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, back to the racing part of it. Uh, Justin Elgeyer and Chase Briscoe uh, ended up pitting on that caution. So they pitted later in the race. Uh, the seven of Justin Elgeyer took fuel only. 
Chase Briscoe ended up taking four tires and fuel. Uh, Brandon Jones and Kyle Busch led the field back to green, but there was a caution one and two right away for uh, Daniel Hemrick, Joe Graff Jr., Ray Black Jr. Uh, what started that was Brad Kozlowski and Daniel Hemrick getting together. Well, Hemrick got into Kozlowski and then slid across the track, and then there was a couple guys that had more to go, and it just kind of ended up piling into each other, so. But uh, it just seemed like Hemrick just just overdrove just a little bit going into one. Yep. Uh, he he made a comment on social media saying it's been the roughest part of his life the last um, handful of months, and he's I think he's just trying too hard. And I hope he realizes that because he's got the world of talent behind him. He's such a great guy um, that you hope that something good happens for him, him him all the time, but for sure when he's going through bad things. So, Hopefully he gathers it back up and has some good showings here shortly. So, yeah, at that left 68 or 63 restart when uh, Allgaier only took tires, you know, that's where the strategy all started coming in with some people taking tires, some people taking fuel. Um, later on we'll talk about that in the cup race. That, that also was uh, part of the finish of the race of how the strategies worked out. Yep, so Allgaier ended up only taking fuel there with Briscoe taking tires. They didn't move through the field as quickly as uh, someone thought they would have, but uh, Briscoe, they ended up doing what they can, and uh, we'll, we'll see where they finish here lately. But, uh, yep, so after that caution, there was a showing on the TV about Josh Williams and how he's been running so well, and he actually has a thing called the hospital tour, which was outstanding to see. They go over to the hospitals, help kids, um, they actually do on the last race of the year, they have the kids handprint the car and it becomes a paint scheme. What an awesome deal there by Josh Williams and his family and team. Yeah, there were some people that weren't aware that that was going on. So, yeah, yeah, good story there. Um, so then Kyle Bush and Brandon Jones led him back to green. Gregson uh, went, went high and he falls back to third. Uh, Harrison Burton ended up taking third away from him shortly after Gregson fell back to fourth. And then Myatt Snyder hits the wall. Um, Brandon Jones closed in, back in on Kyle, and he had an incredible run through one and two, and he went to the lead with 20 to go over Kyle Busch. You know, earlier um, they, Kyle Busch uh, said that they over-adjusted the vehicle, and when that caution came out with 47 to go, I thought right there that they were going to actually take that take that uh, change that they made and put it back, and then Kyle was going to take off and ride off into the sunset, but that was not the case. Yeah, I, uh, I thought that might happen as well with Kyle having his dominance over the, the series, all series, really, throughout the years. Uh, but Brandon Jones goes, goes to the lead with 20 to go, and then Harrison Burton's coming through, and he gets by Kyle, and he goes the second with 10 to go. Um, Ross Chastain brushed the wall, hit the wall a little bit, and then uh, Brandon Jones takes the race. Um, it ended up being Brandon Jones, Harrison Burton, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, and the 11 of Justin Haley finishing in the top five. And then you had Chase Briscoe, Noah Gregson, Austin Sindrick, Ross Chastain, and Riley Herbst finishing out the top 10. It was Toyota's 500th win in uh, the top three series, or maybe all of racing here. Um, what a what a win for Brandon Jones. He's a guy who who's been racing for a little bit, but he's still a young guy, and he's uh, 
he's been improving the years that he's been in the Xfinity Series. You know, and then there was some big, big names in there. I mean, he literally passed Kyle Busch, you know, and Kyle don't run that car that often in that series. So he's just a little bit hampered by that. Um, but uh, yeah, the Gibbs cars are all up front. Uh, um, the 20 car had a long run uh, set up Harrison Burton. Uh, the longer that ran, the better he ran on that one. You know, um, Keselowski did well with fourth, even though he, Early in the race, he hit that bumper cover after Colby Howard hit that uh, hit the wall hard, and I thought, you know, I didn't know if a bumper cover could do some damage. It put a little scuff on that right front on the splitter, but uh, it didn't hamper him to get up fourth place. Yeah, he did well, um, but yeah, some heavy hitters in the field for both Brandon Jones and Harrison Burton to finish one-two there, beating Kyle Busch and Brad Kozlowski. That says something about those two drivers that will be interesting to see going through uh, the season here. You know, Noah Gregson's crew uh, showed time and time again that they seem to be the best pit crew out there. Yeah. Every time that Gregson came in, he gained spots on pit road, and I uh, I took note of that. That's a great point, Mark, because uh, I noticed that as well. That pit crew get a, did a whale of a job all, all day long uh, for that team. Um, let's go back a little bit. We talked about Austin Sindrick and Ross Chastain and Sindrick wasn't happy. And then at one point throughout the race, Austin said, if, if he doesn't move, I'm going to move him." And, um, you know, Chastain did get, get into him a little bit, um, in stage one. And then they both got into each other as the race went on once or twice. You know, that's just, that's just hard racing. I understand Austin Sindrick's frustration though. Uh, but that was great racing for all of us fans to see. And then they said that uh, they were expecting to talk to each other, but they kind of both went their separate ways. So they just said that's, I mean, Chastain sounded like he was waiting that he wanted to talk about it. <clears throat> but Cendric uh, actually went a different direction. He said, well, I guess then everything's fine. Yeah. And you know, there, I, I was thinking about this all, over the week and I believe they're both similar personalities and similar racers. They're both known for being aggressive some people say over-aggressive at times, but they're they're hard racers, and I expect to see more of that as the season continues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's all part of it. Also, the last thing to note here on the Xfinity Series, no penalties. So that was uh, good to see. No, no uh, loose lugs for the Xfinity Series. <laughs> Only loose lug nuts on here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, so then let's transition into the Cup Series at Phoenix. And the pole was won by Chase Elliott. Um, Martin Truex Jr. had to go to the back once again. That guy just can't catch a break. Uh, they go to the back for an engine change. Also, you know, Blaney signed that, that extension yep. with uh, Penske. And now that puts it down on Kazalowski and... He says he's not calling anybody, but if anybody calls him, and he's willing to listen. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors out there, and you and I spoke on this on our very first podcast that we're talking about silly season, and the season hadn't or hadn't started yet, and it seems very early to do that. But there was the big chip that fell right away. Ryan Blaney signed that extension, and now it falls on Brad Kozlowski and some of those other guys, Kyle Larson to see where they're going, but it just seems like silly season is working at its way out here earlier than normal. Yeah. Not only did Truex get sent to the back, but so did um, John Hunter Nemechek because they had to replace a radiator before the race. Yep. 
So then Chase Elliott leads to green, but he got pressured from Kevin Harvick right away. He Harvick was right on him throughout uh, the majority of the stage there. There was a great battle between Kyle Busch, Brad Kozlowski, and, and Kyle Larson. Um, Kyle Busch actually was pushing the 42 a little bit there. And then uh, Truex Jr. was coming through the field pretty good. And Matt Benedetto made his way up to third, which was very impressive. Yeah, Truex coming from last all the way up to, like, I think he was 14th before the first caution. So, yeah, he was coming through uh, very, very well. Yep, so then you mentioned the caution. That happens on lap 58 for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He was underneath Joey Gase and got loose and spun that car around. He ends up uh, getting into the wall a little bit. Um, didn't have to retire from the race, but definitely some damage on that machine. Uh, pit stops happened there, and Kevin Harvick ends up winning the race off of pit road. Chase Elliott was second, Denny Hamlin third, Matt Benedetto fourth, and Joey Logano, top five off of pit road there. One thing of noting on that pit stop, uh, the 24 of William Byron had some blistered tires. So we've been talking about that over the last few weeks, and it seems like the tire was going away a little bit even at Phoenix this week. Yeah, also uh, the 13 of Ty Dillon and uh, Christopher Bell, they both got nailed with pit penalties on that uh, on that series of pit stops also. Yep, and then um, on the restart, Denny Hamlin gets into Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney, and they crash on the restart in three and four with 11 to go in the stage. We've talked about this uh, within the last few weeks, Mark, and it just seems like Denny Hamlin, he gets – his name out there and he's a hard racer. And that's, we've talked about it even last week, how he's a great racer because he takes chances and he's aggressive, but sometimes he gets himself in these positions where drivers aren't very happy with him. Well, I was amazed that before they even got the cars t- turned around in the right direction, my phone went ding. And then uh, I was, uh, I'm sure that uh, it was you that wanted to talk about uh, like the 11 did it again. You know, and uh, yeah, he overdrove and he, he drove in uh, into the back of the two. It was just unfortunate for for Blaney that he absolutely had nowhere to go and he pummeled the wall and he broke some suspension parts and that, that was the rest of his day. Yeah, there's a guy who was having a great season, but also you could say he was having some bad luck. He should have probably, he had a very good chance of winning the top three races of the year, but he didn't, so you could say that was a negative. We try to remain positive on here. But then he had nowhere to go on that incident, and you could just tell it's it's starting to weigh on him a little bit that he just needs some good fortune to happen and not be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And and I think that'll happen. That team is a great team. He has uh, Todd Gordon up on the pit box there. That'll be good for him. Not that Jeremy Bullens was bad. I like Jeremy Bullens just as much. But Todd Gordon has a little bit more history in the Cup Series, so – I think that team will, will get it right, and not that it's off too much, but they'll have some good luck come their way here shortly, I believe. Oh, yeah, there, there's no problem with that team. They're, they're, they're good enough. They'll, they'll rebound from this. You know, just weather the storm and, and keep chugging along. They'll be just fine. Yep, so then the top five at the stage end ended up being uh, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Matt Benedetto, and Kyle Busch. Uh, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex Jr. came from all the way in the back to finish seventh in stage one. And then uh, we had uh, the, the 10 car of Eric Almarola, the eight of Tyler Reddick. He was ninth in stage one. What a great job that team and that driver did all, all weekend. Ooh, Eric, what a, what a run. Eric Jones ended up finishing the top 10. 
Yeah, the, yeah, we'll talk about the eight car here in a little bit. Uh, like that, that opened some eyes right there. So he had a hell of a run going this week. Man, that was so impressive. So great to see what a great story happened in all race. And like you said, we'll talk about him a little later on. So then pits, uh, pit stops happening. Some ended up staying out. Uh, Eric Jones, Joey Logano, Eric Omarola, Tyler Reddick, and Clint Boyer were the top five off of pit road. Kevin Harvick led him off, uh, led him back to green, excuse me. And then uh, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Matt DiBenedetto. Um, Harvick got a great restart there, was able to take off. Brad, uh, Brad Kozlowski ended up run, running minimum speed after they got going a little bit to save tires after the incident, uh, which I found uh, interesting as they were saying that. You know, being in a wrecking like that, Brad was doing really well afterwards. You know, he had minimal damage on that back left side, but, uh, hey, they got that car straight, and then he was on his way, He uh, and he was doing well afterwards. Yeah, that was before the stage end, I believe, but they said it in stage two that he was running minimum speed until the finish there to save tires to, to stay out and, and get that machine back working. Um, Chase Elliott came back to pressure Kevin Harvick. There was a great save by Jimmy Johnson, and then Chase Elliott takes the lead back from Kevin Harvick. Yeah, and then once when we got to lap 131, well, first off, um, Austin Dillon, he had a loose wheel and he had to come in, and he ended up two laps down. And then at lap 31, finally, the right front tire just went down and he ended up pummeling the wall in turn one. Brought out the caution there at lap 131. Yeah, he hit the wall uh, pretty good there. Before that happened, Harvick didn't let the, the lead get away too far from Chase, and he actually got by him. Kozlowski moved up to second. Uh, Bubba Wallace brushed the wall, and Chase Elliott fell out of the top five, and then comes that caution with Austin Dillon where he hits the wall pretty good when that tire goes down. And uh, I know we said we would talk about Tyler Reddick a little later, but it was a very similar incident was what happened to Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick and in, in, in the same spot. Yep, in the same spot, yep. Um, so then pit stops came, uh, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano were the top five off of pit road, but Joey Logano had an uncontrolled tire penalty, so he had to go to the back. On the restart, Chase Elliott and Brad Keselowski had a very close call, and that allowed um, the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. to take the lead. You know, they went to commercial break when Logano – like the guy came around the right front of the car and he took the tire and he kind of tossed it like a basketball towards the wall. And you didn't see, you didn't see the guy that was supposed to catch the ball or catch the ball, catch the tire. And just then the tire must've bounced off the wall and it came back, but it stayed in the box. And then they went to commercial. And the first question I, is that a penalty? It was still in the box, but it was still, uh, it was loose. It was uncontrolled. And then when they came back from commercial break, they uh, they determined that that was a uh, a penalty for an uncontrolled tire on Logano. Yeah, and they actually showed an, an angle where it said it was actually out of the box, just barely. It was almost right on the line, but they considered it out, out of the box according to their measures, so he has to go to the back for that. I was wondering the same thing. Did that leave? Is that a penalty? Because of all the rule changes, it's still to be determined exactly what they're going to call and what they're not according to the rules. So they call that one. They determined it was outside of the box. So Joey, unfortunately, has to go to the back. But that didn't uh, hamper him. But we'll talk about that later. Yep, yep. Um, so Chase Elliott takes uh, the lead back with 50 to go. Brad Kozlowski was second. 
Chase had a pit with 33 to go in stage two because of a loose wheel that brought Brad Kozlowski back to lead. Uh, very unfortunate for Chase Elliott. He ended up getting back up to Harvick, but he couldn't get by him. Harvick was running second. He ended up being the free pass at the end of the stage. And then uh, Garrett Smithley blows up with two to go, and that ended uh, Chase Elliott's run through the field to maybe get by Brad Kozlowski, and Brad Kozlowski wins the stage. Yeah, he still got the lucky dog on that. I don't think he would have caught Brad there at the end. You know, there was a, a lap, what, two laps ago when Smithley, Smithley blew up. And um, Elliott still got his lucky dog, so it still worked out for him. I think if Chase could have got by Kevin Harvick sooner, a lap or two sooner, it would have been really close. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was going to be tough with two to go if that caution didn't come out to get it back. But he came a long way to get to that close. So, you know, he was on it. Yes, he did. Um, so then pit stops at the end of the stage. Martin Truex Jr., Brad Kozlowski, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick were the top five of, of pit road. Um, Truex and Brad were really close. They had a good race off of pit road, and Truex just barely edged him. And, and for the second time, Harvick had a bad start. The first time it was on the right front. And the second time, it was on the left front. Yeah. So for Harvick, uh, for his pit crew, he uh, had two bad pit stops. Yep, and here's where the TV started noticing Tyler Reddick a lot more. Uh, there was a good restart for Brad Kozlowski, and Tyler Reddick made his way up to second. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, look at this guy. You know, and they were talking, when's the last time a rookie won? You know, they were talking about uh, um, Jones, Eric Jones. And it's been a few years since since that's happened since we've seen a rookie win. So, yeah, everybody just took notice to looking at uh, look at him go. So, yeah, I was pulling for him. Yeah, it's been a few years since we've seen a rookie be able to win. It's been more tough as of late, and some people are attributing that to not seeing the Cup regulars down in the lower series as much as what they used to. I don't know if that attributes or not. There's been so much change, and the Cup Series is so competitive now with the rule changes that there's just a lot of movement going on that I think it's just more competitive. But um, then Tyler Reddick ended up slipping up, and he fell back to ninth, and that was the beginning of his trouble. Yeah, yeah, he overdrove one time, and he went up too far up the track, and he, he was out of the groove there. Yeah, and he lost positions, and that, uh, yeah, that affected him later on. Yep, so then with 100 to go, Brad Kozlowski continued to lead over Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex Jr. Um, Quinn Hulk brought up the next caution. He had an issue, and it looked like he blew up. Um, so then more pit stops happening. Martin Truex, Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones, Joey Logano, and the 95 of Christopher Bell were the top five up a pit road. Um, the top mm -hmm. five there, they took two tires. Yeah, that would have been Truex, and that would have been uh, Reddick, Jones, and Bell only took two tires on that pit stop. And people just started realizing right there that the PJ1 was starting to wear out in the upper groove. Yes, correct. You had the top four there. I said top five. There was four that took it. Joey Logano had four tires. Um, Martin Truex Jr. had a great restart. Christopher Bell ended up hitting the wall. Brad Kozlowski and Eric Jones made contact. So there we go with the restart and the close racing again. Uh, Joey Logano was able to take the lead with 88 to go. Chase Elliott moved back into the top five shortly after that. And then what a save by Eric Jones. 
Yeah, but later on, he ended up piling it in the wall in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, but that was – I was watching that. I was like, oh, my gosh, what a save. Um, Harvick ended up closing back in for the lead. He was really good in one and two, it looked like, and then he lost a little bit in three and four. But that's really where he was gaining in one and two. Um, he ended up taking the lead with 61 to go. And then, like you said, uh, Eric Jones ended up hitting the wall, brings out the caution with 60 to go. And there might have been some contact between him and Cole Custer. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> On that caution, it was noted that the, the teams that took two tires, that didn't work out at all for those teams. They ended up falling through the field quite a bit. Um, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex Jr. were the top five off of pit road. Logano took the lead on the restart. Uh, Almirola had issue. He slides high when they were three wide and loses a ton of spots there. Tyler Reddick hit the wall with 47 to go, but a very impressive run and a, a disappointing end, but I think that team should hold their head high and it'll be great to see what they have for the rest of the season here. Yeah, it was he didn't know what happened. He didn't know if he ran something over. He didn't have no clue um, of why that tire failed. And uh, yeah, he hit the hard, he hit the wall hard enough that it, it it ended his day. So his day was done with forty eight to go. Yep. So then uh, some of the leaders pit Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Clint Boyer, and Elmick Amarola were the uh, top five off of pit road. Um, some stayed out there. I have notable Brad Kozlowski. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, Cole Custer, uh, Chris Buescher, Daniel Suarez, and, and Corey LaJoy staying out. Um, again, there was a close call between Brad Kozlowski and Chase Elliott. Kyle Larson was able to go to the lead, and then Kozlowski took it back with 38 to go. During that pit stop back there, that uh, when uh, Logano had a jack malfunction, and it was just – it was um, – it was amazing how it was just coordinated perfectly. The jack man just reached behind the wall, grabbed another jack, threw it underneath the car. Just It was just like clockwork. I thought that was just really awesome that they were set up with that jack right in the right spot at the right time. Um, possibly that possibly could have won the race by being uh, organized like that. Yeah, it looked like he was fighting it a little bit and then grabbed it shortly after. That was a, a great job to save time by doing that. Um, like you said, that might have just won him the race because it could have been a lot worse. Um, Chris Busher ends up hitting the wall with 36 to go. He had some contact with Christopher Bell. Um, and then after that, William Byron and Chase Elliott make contact. Byron actually hits the wall and had damage. Um, one thing I noticed, it was on a pit stop, and I'm wondering if you noticed this. If you looked at the 42 machine of Kyle Larson, it looked like the side skirt was flared out. And I don't know if he had any damage or if something else happened because back in the day they were trying to do that. And, and that stood out to me. I don't know if anyone else caught that. That was sticking right out. It was right by the exhaust uh, exit right there. Yes. And I seen that flared out. And I know that used to be an issue about guys that were pulling on them, flaring them out. So that would help with downforce. So yeah, I noticed it. I saw it. Yep, and then uh, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Matt Benedetto, and Cole Custer were the top five off of pit road during that caution. Uh, another crazy restart. Truex hit the wall hard after contact from Almirola. And uh, Truex, actually, when he was getting pushed from Almirola, hit Johnson in the right rear as well. Johnson didn't have too much damage or any damage from it, but Martin Truex, that ended his day. 
Yeah, he got run over, and and, and and that's pretty much what he explained later when they had an interview with him. And then uh, Brad Kozlowski told the twenty-two spotter to stay off of him when they uh, when they did the restart. And so, um, um, yeah, Brad wasn't too happy with uh, with Logano pushing him on the restart on that. Uh, on that one with 30 to go. Yep, and then the restart happened after that. After Brad makes that contact, there was another close call with Joey and uh, the 14 of Clint Boyer. That gave Clint Boyer a tire rub. Harvick moved up to third in that whole exchange, but just seems like there's some frustration between the Penske drivers, Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano specifically, and we touched on this earlier. It just seems like it's, it's not getting any better, and any little thing just seems big. And it seems like that might be writing on the wall that Brad might just not be there next year. It just kind of seems like it's just kind of ran its course. And we'll see. I know money talks, you know, to keep them around. But it seems like the frustration level is just going to boil over and let it just roll into the next year. And I, I probably expect Brad to be somewhere else next year. Yeah, I, I thought that really well. I thought it's, it's kind of interesting, though, because Brad brought Joey over. He was a key component in bringing Joey over. So it's an interesting dynamic there with all this happening. But um, I, I think that as well. It just seems like there's too much frustration. You never know for sure, but I'm, I'm thinking it's leaning that way as well. And then uh, they also made contact uh, later after that for the lead, and Joey ended up taking the lead away. Um, and then Kevin Harvick moved Brad a little later on. And then uh, Kyle Busch tried to take advantage of that, wasn't able to do so. He ended up getting to third with 14 to go, though. But then him and him and Brad Kozlowski kind of went back and forth there for a while. But you know, Brad, if he would have been able to catch Harvick on that, he would have absolutely gave him a taste of his own medicine. But he just wasn't fast enough to get back up there to, to get him. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the caution comes out with nine to go. Ross Chastain spins around. Uh, he had contact with Cole Custer, and then he checked up with that contact. And William Byron just couldn't check up fast enough, and Byron gets into the back end. Chastain goes around. Just nothing that William Byron yep. could do. Yep, he had nowhere to go on that one. So, yep, he ran into Chastain there and spun him out. The top 14 stay out on that caution. Jimmy Johnson, Alex Bowman, Matt DiBenedetto, and Brad Keselowski were the first four off of pit road. We went to the commercial uh, right after the, those four crossed the line. There weren't many, too many others that pit, but those four were the first four off. Uh, the restart came with four to go. Logano chose the inside lane. He had a, a actually a great restart with Kevin Harvick, um, but then a caution came out one, uh, during that restart. Priest and Alex Bowman, uh, had contact that started the caution, and then uh, John Harnemichek and Stenhouse got into each other. But there was really it really started with Ryan Priest and Alex Bowman. Well, it was five wide all over, and everybody was bumping off. It looked like bumper cars, and uh, pinballing down the uh, front stretch there. And uh, yeah, there was a bunch of five wide, and it's some. <laughs> yeah, there, there was no way that they were going to make it back from that. So that's what caused that caution there. Yeah, so I have the 38 of John Hunter Nemechek getting into Matt Benedetto, and then the uh, 47 of Stenhouse gets into the 38. They caused the caution. Brad Keselowski was able to barely avoid that. There's another close call there as the caution's happening. Um, Joey Logano ends up taking the inside again on the restart. He has a great restart, but Kevin Harvick was able to close, but it wasn't enough. Joey Logano takes his second win of the season. Kevin Harvick was second. 
Kyle Busch third, Kyle Larson fourth, Clint Boyer runs out the top five. Uh, there was one penalty from the weekend. Joey Logano had one loose lug nut. That was the only penalty for the whole weekend out of the uh, both series. Yep, kind of uh, kind of amazing there, uh, but it was great to see that they weren't in the news for, for many penalties. So that was the weekend in Phoenix. It brought great racing. People are very optimistic about the race being the final race of the season for the championships. Um, I'm excited as well from what I've seen this weekend. It was just uh, another good weekend, and NASCAR continues to, to ride this high wave. You know, Logano, he had to run the perfect green-white checker. He had to run perfect laps because otherwise Harvick, Harvick would have moved him. There was no doubt about that. He and uh, Harvick just wasn't fast enough to catch him. So uh, hats off to Joey Logano. He ran the two perfect laps to win that race. Yep, yep, absolutely. So now we look to Atlanta. And we'll start with the Trick Series and then the Xfinity Series and then the Cup Series and then some news for, for NASCAR. We'll start with the Truck Series. There was some, some news out there. Chandler Smith uh, was announced that he has an eight-race schedule in the Cowboys Motorsports 51 truck. Uh, Jeb Burton joins Nice Motorsports for two races. That will be at Atlanta and Michigan. David Reagan joins DGR Crosley Racing for one race. That'll be at Richmond. Brandon Jones gets four races with KBM. And then Kurt Busch will be the Grand Marshal for Atlanta. He started his career in 2000, so he'll be the Grand Marshal. Oh, I didn't hear that. So, all right, that's cool. And then uh, the bounty starts this week at Atlanta. So I saw there were two drivers that are eligible, Chase Elliott and John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter Nemechek actually said that he would be available for Texas. Comes together a little earlier. He's able to do Atlanta. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Of course, the bounty is any cup regular that's able to beat Kyle Busch. You do not have to win the race. Gets uh, 50000 from Kevin Harvick and Gander RVN Outdoor CEO Marcus Lemonis. There is another bounty going on, the Helmar Friesen deal, uh, where any uh, truck regular wins the race. This one, you have to win the race. Gets 50000 from Helmar. All right. Yep. But guess what? It ain't going to happen because nobody's going to beat Kyle Busch this weekend in the truck series. Okay. Kyle Busch will win that race. So you're going with Kyle Busch. I also am going with Kyle Busch. So that's interesting there. Good minds think alike there, buddy. <laughs> so the bounty will have to wait one more week as we predict Kyle Busch taking the win. But it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, see, interesting to see what Kyle uh, excuse me, not KBM, GMS brings with Chase Elliott and uh, to see what uh, John Hunter Nemechek can do in his family team. Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, um, uh, Kyle Busch sure does get around there real well. And, uh, um, yeah, the trucks are trucks is uh, right up his alley. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of seeing – some guys talking last night on the hub saying it, they don't need extra motivation behind the wheel um, to to uh, get a bounty. They're, they're, they want to win the trophy, and they're trying as hard as they can. And if the bounty's there, they won't say no to it. They'll take it. So 
good luck to everybody to try to beat Kyle this weekend. <laughs> yeah, and you know the thing that we touched on a little earlier is the bounty just really makes people talk about the truck series, which is exactly what the truck series needs. The truck series is one of the best series out there, and for people to be talking about it is great for the sport. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. So you have some quick races come down and we'll see, we'll see how they can do and see if uh, even a truck rider can knock off Kyle Busch. Let's go back into the Xfinity series where they go to uh, Atlanta on Saturday as well. Um, the defending champion is Christopher Bell. Mark, who do you predict to win that one? Well, you know, Christopher Bell and that 20 team, they won both stages. They won everything last last year at Atlanta. And Harrison Burton sure seems like he's got that car cooking. So, uh, yeah, that'll be my pick. I'll take Harrison Burton will win Saturday at Atlanta. And that's a team and a driver that's riding the high wave as well. Uh, so that would not be surprising. I have the 98 of Chase Briscoe winning. I think he has experience with uh, how to drive those cars and the tire uh, that goes away on those machines. So I'm going to go with Chase Briscoe. That's a good pick. He, ha ha, Ford. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> you love those Fords, man. First on race day. <laughs> anyway. So then uh, the Cup Series makes it the trifecta down in Atlanta. The defending race champion is Brad Kozlowski. I'll go first with my pick here. I'm going to go with the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. Same reasoning as uh, kind of Chase Briscoe for me here. I think he does well when the tire falls off, and I think that team is had its fair share of bad luck, and the good luck is going to start, so I go with the 19 of Mar Martin Truex Jr. If he can start where he qualifies, that would be an awesome pick. He has been super fast. And I would have to say he's probably passed more cars this year than anybody else. Yeah. Um, my pick for Atlanta, I will take um, the only guy who's been in the top 10 in all the races, the only driver, and that would be Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick will win the Atlanta 500 on Sunday. That would have been the second driver I picked, but I picked him over at Phoenix, so I go with Martin Shrex Jr. I think that's a fantastic pick for you as well. Um, I am keeping track of our picks here, so uh, we'll announce something, what we're going to be doing with that here shortly. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see who picked what and who's finished better than, than the other one these first couple of weeks here. Going into some news things, I don't know if you saw this, Mark, but Ryan Newman ended up having his first interview after the Daytona 500 crash with uh, the Today Show. Um, I was able to, to watch most of it, and I tell you what, it was good to see Ryan and hear that he wants to get back into the car. And um, he ended up having like a, a bruised brain, which was very serious, but he's, uh, he's recovering nicely for him. He still does not know when he will get back in the car, but he wants to as soon as possible. And uh, he's been around the track, which is great to see him around. So just overall positive news to, to hear Ryan Newman and, and to see him and continue to hear that he's getting better each day. Yeah, he realizes just how lucky he was. Uh, I guess the front end of that vehicle did hit his seat, yeah. you know, and it's probably probably a good thing that, uh, you know, they rebuilt those seats like they, they have. And uh, his little girls uh, still know that daddy's still 100%, so they're happy with that. 
Um, it was a good interview. Um, good to see him out there. I'm sure he wants to get back in it. They were asking him, why do you want to do that? And it's just like, you know, hey, I've been doing this since I was four years old. It's it's who I am. So the, the fire's still lit, and he'll be he'll be uh, getting back in there pretty soon, you know, as soon as the doctors let him go. Yeah, to hear that uh, he doesn't remember some of the race and that the car actually hit his seat, it was just incredible to hear to what exactly he experienced. And, uh, boy, just happy happy to see him. And can't wait to see him get back in the car when he's fully ready to do so. Um, yeah, he said he got knocked out, and then everybody would probably figure that out, that he got knocked out. There was so much luck involved with that where there wasn't a, a fire, you know, with the fuel that was yeah. flowing out the back end of that vehicle. There was a lot of luck, and, you know, the Lord was on on his side, and, you know, that's why we all pray before we, uh, before we strap in. Absolutely, yep. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, some positive news, uh, some more positive news. Corey LaJoy and his wife Kelly have a baby boy. Um, Liam, I believe, was his name. So congratulations now to Le the LaJoy family. Um, Clinton Boyer is testing the next-gen P3 car at Atlanta. I know you said it was pointing to a Stuart Haas Racing uh, driver last week. So Clint Boyer is named for, for that test. And then um, we mentioned it as we started the podcast today that there's just been, it's, it's a weird kind of world right now with the coronavirus and everything going on and the stuff we don't know and the stuff that we do know and to see all these leagues canceling their things and, and something that should be, should be taken seriously. We still don't know how, how serious this is. They're trying to stop the outbreak. Um, just make sure to, to wash your hands and be, take those precautions just on the things that we don't know. But the, the good news as far as NASCAR is going is they're still going to race uh, at Atlanta and Homestead, but there will be no fans at the race. Well, we're used to having empty seats, so just don't have no blimp shots and we'll be fine. It'll, it'll be just like normal. <laughs> Yeah, but I tell you what, the stands were filling up here early on, and, and a lot of fans were predicted to, to go to these races. But uh, it'll be weird seeing absolutely no fans there, no interaction uh, during the weekend. So it'll be interesting. I just hope uh, this thing can get figured out because it's just a very sad thing for the people that are that are testing positive for it, for the world to, to be missing, missing out on sporting. And really, sporting events are really the – low totem pole on this but you know you think of some of them like ncaa players that they they that was their lifelong dream to play in the ncaa tournament if they're a senior so just a scary kind of a scary thing out there um you know people are gonna take it how they want to either you don't think it's a big deal it's like the flu or you think it's very serious um just do what you think is right and nobody should judge you for it and uh we'll move on you know, you think the TV ratings are going to take off, you know, because it's probably going to be the only sport that's really actually doing something this weekend. I actually mentioned that to my wife a little bit ago and said, if NASCAR decides to run before their announcement at uh, 115, it was supposed to be at one o'clock uh, before their announcement, I said it could almost be like the 1979 Daytona 500 where that snowstorm came. No one had anything to do. So they watched the race. That could be the same scenario yeah. for NASCAR here, and they could even get a, a bigger boost than they already have this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, they're the only sport that's going to be going, looks like, for at least two weeks. So trying to stay positive on this whole. It's, it's an inconvenience for everybody. 
Um, I heard something this morning that kind of kind of caught my my ear was, you know, what would happen if we uh, overdo the the medical, like let's say the hospitals are so full, and then somebody actually has a medical thing like a heart attack or something, and there's nobody available because to to help that person out because everything's so overwhelmed. So you know, it's uh, if that's your family member, you probably would, uh, you know think differently on it. So you're right. Be positive. Um, it's definitely an inconvenience. Um, hey, we'll get through this. You know, we're, we're all tough. We're all in this together. It's a worldwide deal. So, you know, just be, uh, be thankful that you're healthy and yeah, and, and, and keep doing what you're doing. So, yep. And it's really a, another opportunity for everyone to come together instead of splitting it apart. Let's all take this in together. Let's all remain positive, do what we can for society and um, let's let's keep trucking forward, and and we'll go on from there. But uh, yep, I, I I absolutely agree with what you said there. And you know, um, getting on to something with that, there was there was talk if uh, if NASCAR was going to cancel that maybe they should do a, a i racing race with all the forty drivers on there. So i racing getting some publicity through this as well. Well, let's get on there. Hey, I can run with some of them guys. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, I think that's all we, we have for today. Um, thank you for listening again. Uh, we'll be on next week um, doing this doing this again, uh, looking back at Atlanta. And uh, hope you all remain safe and positive and have a fantastic week. Yeah, one other thing that I want to put out there, um, I want to have the condolences for David Rogers yeah. um, down, on, down in Florida. Um, super driver. We watched him perform down at the Snowball Derby. Yeah. Um, he's been battling uh, cancer and he lost his fight this week. Um, so it's amazing of how good of a racer and seeing some of the stats back in the mid nineties that he was like 24 for 24, you know, on races that he entered. So um, kudos to David Rogers and condolences to his, uh, to his family and friends down there. Yeah. That's really been affecting the short track family, which we're a part of Mark. And uh, thank you for mentioning that. I did have that in, I was going to write that in my notes and uh, kind of had a busy week there and, and didn't get it down. So thank you for mentioning that. Our condolences go out to him, his family, the racing community, because as we know, when something like this hits the racing community, it hits us all because we're just a big family. So um, condolences to him. And, and also that made me think, uh, I just saw that John Andretti's birthday was either today or yesterday. Uh, so we, we touched on him in our first podcast that he unfortunately passed away earlier this year. So um, we lose another racing legend, uh, but we'll rem remember all that he did for the sport, all his accomplishments, and uh, we'll be thinking about him over the next, uh, well, forever, but for sure over the next few months here. Yeah, okay. So, hey, doubleheader on Saturday. The trucks run at 1230, and Xfinity's at 3 o'clock on FS1. So you get a double double dip on Saturday. Yeah. And then the cup race will be in at one o'clock on Fox. Uh, weather looks kind of iffy for Sunday. So, so they got lights. So maybe, maybe it could be a bit later Saturday might be, looks pretty decent. So that's uh that's a wrap from down there. We'll, uh, we'll be having a front row seat watching Atlanta with uh, empty seats, but uh, we're still racing. We're still going yep. on to Atlanta. Well, thanks buddy. And we'll uh, talk again next week. Yes, sir. We'll see you later. See you, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening.